Welcome to another episode of Rich State of Mind, where marriage, business, and real estate are highlighted. Blaine and Lily have been able to master finding what each other's roles and strengths are in when running a real estate business together. Using the buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat method, also known as the Burr method, together they have been able to receive outstanding cash flow and equity in their real estate deals. Blaine and Lily believe in quality over quantity, and they've made me a believer due to the home run deals they've closed on. Please listen through this episode on many levels. You will benefit from it. Please visit our site at www.richstateofmind.com where we provide content on real estate, personal finances, and self-development. Share your story and information by posting a blog on our site so that the Rich State of Mind community continues to grow in knowledge. You can also follow our Instagram page at rich underscore state brand to find out about exclusive offers and discount promotions for our apparel. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other outlets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And thank you for listening. All right. I appreciate y'all for uh, taking the time this evening for really uh, for this episode. Uh, anytime we talk about real estate, I love it on this podcast. So uh, Lily and Blaine. Is that how you say your name, Blaine? It is. Uh, if you could, uh, please tell us a little bit about yourselves. Hi, guys. So I'm Lily. Um, I am a teacher. I'm a reading specialist. And um, we, Blaine and I have two kids. They're four and five. And we started investing in real estate actually about seven years ago. Um, but we've kind of really hit it heavy the past, I would say, year, which I'm sure we'll get into soon. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know we did it on purpose seven years ago. It was kind of something we just kind of fell into and then now really, you know, rolling with it. But uh, yeah, we have two beautiful kids. We enjoy spending time with them. And that's kind of part of the reason we, we do what we do so we can have a little bit more freedom with our time. And uh you know, we're just excited to be here. We really appreciate you having us and looking forward to a good show. Yeah. So what made you, you said you kind of transitioned into real estate uh, by accident, kind of. What made you do that transition? And then why now you are, you, well, a year ago, you started taking it really heavy? Brandon Turner on the Bigger Pockets podcast always says, I've never met a landlord with only one investment property. And that was us. <laughs> We accidentally kind of um, fell into it. You know, we lived in a place that we ended up um, renting out and uh, we even put it up on Airbnb as a short term rental and did a lot of traveling. Um, yeah. And then we kind of just held on to it. And then we had kids and we were busy and two careers. And um, all of a sudden, you know, I think we kind of started learning a little bit more about real estate. Um Blaine especially kind of started listening to Bigger Pockets and he became a real estate agent. And, um, you know, all of a sudden it was kind of like, okay, well, maybe we need to kind of look into this a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, we, when I originally was talking about buying my first property ever, ended up partnering with two of my friends. Um, it was kind of almost on accident. You know, we were all kind of looking for condos at the same time. and. I was just like, hey, why don't we try to buy a building together? Um, so essentially, we kind of did almost like a house hack before we even knew what we were doing. Um, and it, it worked out really well. We had ups and downs. We bought at a really rough time in like 2006. So it was like really peak of the market. Um, and we lived there. We had lots of flooding and basements and just worked and lived there and then fixed it up slowly, kind of a long-term I guess you can call it. <laughs> uh, and then eventually kind of slowly turned it into an investment property. And that was really the first one. Uh, and like Lily said, we, we're, we're really open-minded people. So once the Airbnb thing kind of 
came out, we kind of, how can we utilize this to, uh, to help us out? And it worked out pretty nice for a while. And then, um, you know, we kind of went away from it and now we're kind of coming back to it. So it's, it's always like a really nice option, I guess. Uh, and then we decided to buy another property and we kind of flipped that one too. And now we've got, we're, we have another one under contract. So we're on our like, sixth property now. But ultimately they were like full gut rehabs and we did all of the work. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Angeline's dad <laughs> for the first three, I would say. Definitely. Uh, got to give him some props. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to have the stuff that I can do now with him. Um, kind of guiding me along the way, you know, just from simple, easy stuff like putting up trim to framing bedrooms and closets and plumbing and electrical it's been a lot of uh him coming and helping me to even zoom calls with him just like showing him pictures of stuff and telling me all right what, what do i gotta do here um but uh but yeah and then obviously educating ourselves you know yeah. we uh, we do a lot of listening to podcasts like yours listening to books uh just whatever we can to to gain as much knowledge as possible to help us along the way actually since we started scaling even more um we've there's a lot of like work that we have divided amongst each other um and in fact i um even like the education part um so i listen to a lot of podcasts and blaine actually listens to the majority mean, i read as well but and blaine also listens to podcasts but the majority of the stuff that he's doing is he's listening to a lot of books he usually listens to them audiobooks and then we'll kind of come together and like we'll be sitting at the dinner table with the kids and he'll be like, so what'd you learn today or whatever. And we just share information as much as we can because we are so strapped on time. How did y'all figure out how did y'all figure out who takes what responsibility? Um, with everything? You mean? Or just with that? Uh like when it came to like, you know, the flipping real estate. Well, it I think it took it took some some experience, some uh, some conversations when we realized there were things that we, you know, that he was better at and I wasn't, you know, or, or vice versa or things that I really didn't like or that he didn't necessarily like. So, for example, like, um, you know, now that, you know, now we have some more properties and we had to get a contractor <laughs> because we're going to do it all. Yeah. Um, but I kind of at first I kind of started with the managing of the contractor because I found the contractor and then I realized like, I didn't really like doing that. Um, you know, I, I love to network with people. I love to, you know, communicate with people and all of a sudden the contractor and I were kind of buddy, buddy. Um, and I, I think we needed a little bit more of a leadership role. So we had a conversation. I was like, you know what? Um, I think, I think I need you to do this. And that was kind of his strong suit. Um, and then we kind of real, we figured that out. So a lot of like, you know, the networking, as far as like networking with investors is kind of what I enjoy doing, what I like to do. Um, and Blaine, you know, he's, he's got so many other different strengths. And then of course, with like the actual working at the properties, I mean, he does a lot of framing, uh, tile work, you know, installing, you know, vanities, toilets, what have you. Um, those are not necessarily things that I am very good at, but I do the demo work uh, as much as I can, and I do a lot of the painting. So it's it be a good team, and mm -hmm. I think that's one of our biggest strengths uh, is that we are just a really good team together, and we can really understand like who can do what when it needs to be done. We reorganize things, and we never ever take time away from our family together with our kids so we always make sure we may we may lose a lot of sleep yeah <laughs> but uh yeah. you know whatever yeah. we can do to uh get the, the project done you know so like she said you know it, it's all based on your skills and what and that's why we're always constantly educating our kids and so how have you used oh sorry go ahead no, I was going to say, um, also, like I read, for example, the book Managing um, Rehab Costs. And so uh, I read that book. And so I was kind of like, okay, I think I got this. I think I figured that this out and I started making spreadsheets. So now when we go in to look into different properties, like that's something I'm like responsible for. I do, you know, I work on all of that. 
uh, you know, how much the rehab is going to be. Whereas Blaine is a real estate agent. So when we look at a property and we look at the ARV and the numbers and everything like that and what that, you know, what the offer should be and where we need to stop, that is more of his specialty. Do you uh, do you have a, a template that you uh, could share? Because I, I know a yes, lot of people. Definitely. I can share it. Yeah, a lot of people yeah, can, I can use share that. It. I actually yeah. use the template from, um, I actually use a template that was from the book. I just kind of rewrote it on a Google Doc. So absolutely, I can share that. Yeah, because a lot of people, they find themselves going over budget a lot. And I know like you get, as you get excited going through the process, like, oh, I could do this, I could do that. Um, you know, even though I've seen the experts go over their budget, um, but they're like, oh, I don't care. It's gonna look great anyways. <laughs> uh, how do you use... <laughs> Say it. Well, the thing is, if you have a budget, like one thing I've talked to some investors who they just go in kind of blind without literally like thinking about a budget ahead of time. And, and that's one thing, like you can be off on your numbers as long as you come to the plate with the budget in mind and it's, it's close, then you can kind of adjust things along the way um, to really focus on what adds value and kind of eliminate some things that that don't as much. Uh, what advantages do you think you have as a uh, being a real estate agent when it comes to investing? Uh, well, I am in houses all the time, so I, I'm getting to see a lot of different styles, what they're doing, different layouts. I feel like that helps. I also am with buyers often, so I'm hearing and listening to what they like, what they don't like. Um, love. I can really evaluate for them and let them know if it's going to be a good deal. So that kind of rolls over for us. Um, and then also, you know, just having access to, to the MLS, like at my fingertips, you know, I can look up comps. I can look up the taxes, you know, look back at the history of this property, you know, just really quickly. And, and that's something that's a big advantage. One property um, that we were looking in this specific area for about a good six months, it, it looked like it was under contract and then it just kind of popped up on uh, the day before Thanksgiving, that Wednesday. And we had first dibs to go take a look at the property and then Blaine sent in the offer on Thanksgiving morning and we got an accepted on Thanksgiving. So that's kind of another benefit too, is that we've already been in situations where we're like, we were like the only ones that ended up like seeing that property and immediately, you know, we, we snatched it up, so. And I've also I've also heard of uh, some real estate investors that are real estate agents. Uh, they use their commissioning the commission as a uh, bargain uh, when it comes to closing costs to settle on a deal or a price. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I will always do that. If, you know, if the numbers aren't working right, we got a really stubborn seller. Uh, I'll easily you know, dump a couple grand from what I might make and the deal because no matter what that money's going back into the property anyways yeah exactly uh, so for me it's you know it's it's a no-brainer uh, you know we're not buying you know seven hundred thousand dollar flips you know <laughs> so it's, it's not like it's a twenty thousand dollar commission uh, but yeah so I mean it's it's definitely that's another plus to it um, and I mean I'm a very active real estate agent so I mean some I've talked to a number of investors that they they don't feel it's necessary for them to get their their real estate license because there are a lot of fees involved just to just to keep your license and if they have someone who's a good agent for them you know who's willing to to get out and show them some houses then for them if they're if they have no intentions of actually buying and selling houses for clients then I, I've seen where people they they don't really feel like it is a huge benefit then. Gotcha. And when it comes to flipping, are you looking for a target profit? Like, hey, we won't do a flip unless we're going to make $20,000 off of it. Um, honestly, we we really are more buy and hold. We we don't flip as much. Um, when I say flip, I just, for the most part, mean we turn an old beat up house into something brand new. Uh, and then we usually try to get, get it rented out. Uh, we haven't gotten to the point where we bought and then just flipped it instantly. Even though we almost made that decision on our last property, um, but I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad we're holding on to them. So, so it sounds like you kind of do, you do the burr 
So how much equity are you are you usually shooting for a type of equity? Uh like a hundred grand, fifty grand. Well, obviously the, the more the better. Uh, but we look at more how much cash flow we're gonna gain after the refinance. So how much money is gonna cost us to buy it to to fix it up, and then after we're done refinancing, we pull our money back out. How much are we gonna be able to rent it for and what's the payment gonna be? so that we can make sure we're gonna make, you know, X amount of dollars per month, which with our single family homes, we will, we always wanna be above 500 bucks a month. Uh, We're currently at like- Yeah, we don't go under. Well, it's, we hope not. I mean, that's the plan, Um, but you know, markets change and, you know, refinancing right now is great, but in a year, you know, we don't know, the the rates might go up, it might be more difficult to hit that number. Obviously with multi-units, you can probably go a little bit less for cash flow. You know, I've talked to many investors that were hundred bucks a door is is great. Where for our single families, we we try to get 500. We get, we're getting eight on one, thousand on another, which is awesome. Um, that's gonna change though. When we refinance, it'll be down to like 750. But uh, that's that's kind of our game plan, I guess. And I mean, those are great because, I mean, five hundred dollars is I feel like is great from a single family home, and y'all are having eight hundred thousand. So it sounds like your birds really worked out uh, very well. Uh, sounds like you've been a little hard on yourself, man. Y- y'all did great. <laughs> it's been. I mean, I think a big part of it too is we this. You know, the first few deals that we did were you know we were doing big majority of the work ourselves, which is mm-hmm. draining, you know, it, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, on the next one, we, you know, we got a contractor and we've had a roller coaster ride with him and just, you know, he's a good guy. We like him a lot. We're going to probably use him again, but we want to get to that point where we don't do any work where it's yes. like, okay, now we're crunching the numbers to the point where the, the contractor is going to do everything and we're just going to oversee it. And then once we get those numbers to work, there's going to be smiles everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because y'all I did the on job training. Yeah, we're pretty specific too when we're looking for the properties. I think, um, you know, instead of having, you know, I don't know, like 20 immediately. So, you know, and then they're like a hundred bucks a door. We're, we'll be really nitpicky when it comes to choosing the property because we prefer to have less, um, but have more cash flow. Um, and also most of, most of the ones that we have are, we're also looking at appreciation over time as well. Yeah. Cause quality over, over quantity. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, one thing that, uh, I saw was that y'all paid off your student loans in a year, uh, based off of an investment. We just did that. Yeah. <laughs> so what, uh, you what th- sacrifices you think that we already would have paid those off, but, but no, <laughs> not up to this point, but I gotta but know. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta know what what uh what sacrifices and challenges y'all come across with doing that because thirty two k in one year I mean that's a big chunk of one's annual salary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we uh, we really that was one of our goals was to to get those looming education expenses off of our backs and we kind of planned on all right one of these properties instead of taking the money out and going buying another property or at least taking all of it out we're going to just get rid of these loans that have been just looming and they're going to be there forever um so we need to just get them done uh, and you know we did and the su- successes and challenges was really the challenging part was obviously you know doing doing the work uh we we did a lot of the work on our own kind of living through you know juggling three different kind of jobs, I guess you can say, with yeah. the teaching and the real estate and then working on the house. Just, uh, and the one thing that, you know, because of COVID, you know, everyone was trapped in our in their houses. We couldn't go anywhere. So we were like, well, let's just knock this house out. Let's get this thing appraisal, appraiser ready. And that was really once I'm like, okay, once we get the kitchen done, once we get these bedrooms finished, we can get a refinance done. Even if the basement's not done, we should be able to pull out uh, you know, enough money from a refi to pay off the loan and still have almost hundred grand in equity in the house. Nice. You know, we've taken our kids to the job sites 
so many times. I mean, there were moments where, you know, we, we couldn't, especially also with COVID, we couldn't get really a sitter. Um, and if grandparents were unavailable or what have you, like there were moments where we had to get certain things done and the kids sometimes like would sit there at the job site and yeah, bring no, toys I get it. And I totally get it. Next, you know, all of that stuff. I mean, there were there have been a lot of sacrifices. And then the big one for us, I mean, we really don't watch, we don't watch any TV. And if we ever do, it's like HGTV because we don't have time. And then what we just try to maximize every minute that we can. And we don't sleep. <laughs> Uh, we, it's, there was, there were times where I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like we're back to like having newborns or something because we hadn't had more than four hours of sleep in a night because we would have dinner and then typically Blaine would leave and I would put the kids to bed and I would be working on, you know, inputting like data or what, whatever, you know, whatever I needed to do, ordering things for the rehabs and stuff like that. And Blaine would be working till like one o'clock in the morning, at, you know, at the property. Yeah, kudos. Uh, I always use I always use this analogy or this example. Um, Dave Ramsey always talks about how when he was writing his book, he took care of his family during the day and he wrote the hours of the day that he wrote his book was from uh, 10 o'clock at night to two in the morning because he had to take care of his family during the day. And so that's when you know you want it bad when you're willing to lose sleep, when you're willing to be in the wee hours of the night. Uh, I've never rehabbed uh, in the middle of the night. Uh, Blaine, I've no, I usually stop at sundown, so I'm like, all right, I'm out of here, and I stop painting. I st- That's when he starts. One in the morning, whatever time it is. But that's the one thing, like, and I like what you said about Dave Ramsey. You know, we don't ever want it to take away from the our time that we have with our, you know, our children. Our children are really young right now. It's like. That's, in my opinion, you know, four, five, six, oh, that's all we know really is, is that age with them. But like, it's like the funnest time in their lives, you know, and yeah. we want them to, we want to enjoy it, you know, because it's going to be gone really fast. So. And we can't get it back. So it's, if we want to make sure that we're there and we're present with them, um, and we'll just work around our own schedules, our own date nights or whatever, or actually our date nights, want to know what our date nights are? We, when we go to the, <laughs> what the, our daughter calls the yucky houses. So whenever we do get a babysitter, our day night was, well, we'll go, we'll get in the car, we'll get like maybe, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, we'll go crazy. Uh, and, <laughs> and then we go to the, you know, we'll go with her property. But it's fun, we enjoy it, we get time together. It's fine. I'm glad <laughs> you brought we're painting up that together too. sometimes. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up about family yeah, because I'm- I think a lot of people, including me, I would I get caught up in the goal. And so a mirror is my balance because I will just be, go, 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 not get any sleep. And then I'm too tired to spend time with family or do family functions. So she's like, yo, you need to go to bed because you need to have the energy to make sure you take Junior outside to throw football or take the kids out to get ice cream, like something like that. So I, I really love the fact that y'all brought that up because people, there still has to be a work-life balance while you're still obviously going to pushing towards your goal, but you will be tired. Uh, and the, and the family does come first because well, you're doing it for the family, you know. So what's the point of doing all this if you're not going to make sure that the family benefits? Um, and it's not just a monetary in a monetary way. It's time because the kids remember time. I don't remember what I got for Christmas at 10, but I do remember when I used to go camping with my father, you know, when I went to Cooperstown with my family for baseball. So I remember those moments. So uh you're you're definitely doing uh, doing it right there. I really appreciate that. And I, I would really like people to hear that too. Um, that family's really big to not forget that. And I like their dates, the, the yucky house. That, <laughs> it's like, are you guys impressive. getting another yucky house? <laughs> the kids remember that. They remember that. Like, you know, mommy and daddy always uh, made time for each other. You know what I'm saying? They remember that growing up. So not, oh, daddy was always working. Mommy's always working. Because that they remember that too. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and then so uh, with y'all, uh, with your burrs, uh, what is the type of, uh, I guess you could say, do you use hard money lenders? Do you use your own money? Uh, what's how do you finance? Well, we we've been exploring multiple options. Um, the first, we took a HELOC on one of our properties, and cool. where it was able to buy three properties with that 
down nice. payment. With three down nice. payments, sorry, yes. And then, uh, but we still were able to save about, almost, I would say there's probably about $100,000 left in equity in that house and that property, um, which is which is great. Just, you know, if we have to sell for some reason, you know, we have that there. Um, but yeah, we were able to, to use the HELOC on the first one. We just uh, connected, she's our network uh, queen over here. So, you know, we were able to network with a couple of hard money lenders. We showed them everything that we have done so far and they're ready to just hand us money. So we're, we, we're lucky we have them in our back pocket right now. We haven't used any yet. We've been just doing conventional 20% down stuff right now, just because we do have the capital and, um, you know, we've been able to kind of pull it back out with the refi, but we do want to scale and we know we will be using hard money probably very, very soon, soon, probably this year. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're looking at a different um, off-market deals now too, and have connected with different landlords that are kind of looking to unload some properties. So uh, we, we feel like that's probably going to be happening soon. And that could be, it's perfect timing because um, there's a lot of people that are not having, they're not having tenants that are paying. Um, there are people that are, when I say people, landlords that need to unload. So if we're going on a year, yeah, about a month. In, Go ahead. Yeah, we're in Illinois where uh, they have a eviction moratorium. Right now, if you're a tenant, you don't even have to pay until September. So right now, landlords oh. are really, really struggling. Yeah, the governor just extended it. Um, so yeah, we have a lot of people. I mean, it's risky business for us, right? So when we do, you know, get ready to sign a lease with a new tenant, you know, employment is a big play. Their character is a big part of it. You know, if they're going to be someone who's going to try to take advantage of this situation that the governor has thrown out there for basically anybody, um, it's something that we have to prepare for. And there's a lot of landlords out there that are hurting because of it. And, you know, it's tough but yes. i think the difference too is like we you know we are very you know upfront with all of our tenants you know we care for them but they know that you know we are real, real people we explain to them that you know we have a mortgage as well and that needs to be paid if they ever ask for anything um typically it's blaine immediately he'll immediately respond and he's immediately there and you know before there you know we haven't had any like crazy issues just because if there is anything minor he's like i prefer that you call me and i am there and i will take care of it before it is you know the toilet leaking and all the stuff that's here and all the horrible stories because they'll call us when it's something minor and you know you, we usually you know we invest about a half hour away distance from our house so we've done that specifically just because we we self-manage and but we're there you know for them and so we've been very lucky with the tenants that we have, but I think that that also plays a big factor. And no, it does. Well, just having that connection no, with people. Yeah, because uh, Amira and I, we've had to get great over the last year. So we've had tenants that uh, were, did stop paying. They actually thought rent, rent was canceled. Hey, I don't have to pay anything, which, hey, yeah, you don't have to pay now, but that will you know cure on you at the back end. You'll have to pay it all back. It's not just... You're going to live here for free. I think the yeah. assumptions for a lot of tenants that landlords are millionaires and we can afford to just not, you know, get any cash flow at all. And so, like I said, it's been a year now, right? March is when everything kind of plummeted and, you know, rent, you know, you had the moratorium and the, the, the furs and um, what was the other ones called? You had the deferrals and forbearances. Yeah. And so with that, you've had a lot of landlords having to dip into their savings, their own personal money. And so what saved us was we had our own, uh, was it vacancy savings? So, and then also on top of that, we were able to sign up our tenants for um, government funded or community funded programs that pay their rent for them for months at a time. Uh, we just actually got two new tenants that actually are on those programs, those rent assisted programs. And so we're, we're kind of, we have five units and like 60% of our units have switched over to that now because of the fact that it's safer, it's more insulated. Being that even though everybody's getting vac vaccinated right now, we don't know what's going to happen in 2021. And I like having the government pay the rent. 
than having to rely on a tenant keeping their job and taking advantage right of that uh the grace period that they have because i think we got pushed out till june uh so the only thing that is saving people out here is that the fact that anybody that leases up then i don't have to renew it as the landlord and then i can charge you holdover uh rent which is 150 percent of the rent so people that leases started in march when everything got poopy but at least because everybody's getting income tax around march right so it was like crazy everybody's getting income tax everybody's getting their new their new leases and then the COVID happened and then they stopped paying rent so now it's a year later and now a lot of landlords out here are like being able to breathe. I can let go of this tenant. I've had to suffer this for 12 months. Uh, but I think in dr uh, drastic times though, it makes you get creative. And so we've learned a lot when it comes to have being a landlord this past year on how to maximize cash flow. Max, uh, we've done a lot of work, right? Even though, like I said, I stopped at by sundown because uh, I try to get I try to get sleep, right, and do better with. Um, do better with getting more sleep and spending time with family because we've actually had bad experience with contractors. Uh, I've had to micromanage contractors to do great quality work because I think the couple, two times this has happened where the misconception of just because you feel like this neighborhood, it doesn't deserve this quality work that we're putting in, you will give, you provide uh, bad quality uh, performance. And I don't agree with that. If I'm paying you $7,000 and I'm giving you good quality hardwood floor or the best paint there is, then I'm expecting the best product. So I didn't know that that was a thought process for contractors until, you know, I actually was micromanaging the whole project and, you know, talking to them. And then they just, they get frustrated and they explain themselves like, well, I didn't think this place deserved this much attention to detail. I'm like, what? You're getting paid. Uh, that's not how it works. We've, well, we've heard we've heard that too <laughs> well but i mean it's interesting i like that you bring that up because uh they're paying to give us a product that should be the same regardless of where it's at right so i really like that you mentioned that because it's really because we are kind of exploring a new market in, an, in a house that we have under contract so when it comes to this contractor and the house that we just finished and the house that we're going to do they're definitely not the same level but we want mm -hmm. the same quality work for the price. Um, well, yeah, we've, heard, we've heard, why are you um, putting all these, you know, top of the line things when you're not flipping it, you're renting it, you're gonna have more interest, you know, we've heard something similar, but yeah, Atlanta's right, we are, we've kind of expanded to a, a different market now, so. And I think y'all can uh, relate because when you go to a nice Airbnb, you don't even wanna mess the place up. Like, you're like, oh, man, this is really nice. I want to leave it the way I found it. And so I believe the same way with tenants. You, you provide them with good quality. They're going to more than likely take care of it. I feel like that. I feel like most people respond in that way. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not saying put, you know, heated floor flooring in the bathroom. Maybe not, but <laughs> uh, right. some, some decent material. Mm -hmm. I think you'll the tenants more likely to pay, more likely to take care of your stuff. Um, overall response. I think is better and, and sometimes that material i mean really when you're looking at bathroom tile i mean sometimes it's you know you can really be creative there's so much out there where it's really not that much more but it looks so much better and i think that that's that's the thing too you just have to really look at it and you have to look in, in you know your prices and everything like that and something that we found that has been very helpful. You know, we talk with a lot of investors. I have a meetup. So, so every couple, you know, every couple of weeks we, we meet up with different investors and, you know, we, we do a lot of that. And it seems like a lot of investors are looking at, you know, just getting all of their material from Home Depot. But something that we found is that if you also get like, start getting some material from like different, like smaller places. For example, like I go to a specific paint place to get my paint. They are now giving us like 50% off of all of our paint. Um, my cabinet girl at a specific place is giving us like 50 to 60% off like contractor pricing now. Uh, so that has also like really helped us want to scale too. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, we're getting these really amazing deals at these different places. You know, we go to the same like, you know, granite guy and things like that. So really, I think looking into some of those smaller businesses as well 
pet will be really beneficial because maybe that price tag will be a little bit higher that first or second time, but you come back and they see that you're doing business with them, they're going to give you some really big discounts. You're right. I have heard about that before. Like you, you are spending more money going to Home Depot and Lowe's than to get, let's say, paint than actually going to a paint store or, or vinyl, mm-hmm. you know, go to the, the a specialist. And obviously, right, you'll usually smaller businesses. So they, they see the same faces. And uh, I've probably heard that before. Thanks for reminding me about that, because uh, we actually have to get a few materials for one of our tenants that uh, come in in about a week. And I was about to go to Home Depot because it's literally walking distance from my house. Uh, but I got to get out of that habit uh, because you do save money. Don't get me wrong. We, 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 we still, we go, still go. But yeah, but I mean, certain places, it's just something I feel we have recent conversations that we feel we need to utilize a little bit more than more of the small businesses. I think that now with COVID, I mean, that's even, you know, even a bigger motivator to go ahead and do that in order to help those businesses out. But, but yeah, but they really appreciate it. And here's the, here's the thing you have to ask for a discount. And I feel like for forever, I was raised to like, Oh my gosh, like you can't ask, like, don't ask for help. You just, you know, you go and hustle, you go and work, you do what you have to do. You work three jobs, like whatever. Um, but I was like, is there any way you can give me a discount? Um, you know, and then you kind of explain, you know, what you're doing or whatever. And most of the time they're like, if they see that you're serious and it's, if it's not your first time, they're, they're going to see how they can help you out. So you just got to ask. I think it was more like, Hey, you know, we're planning on doing a bunch of projects mm-hmm. where, you know, we would like to use your product. You know, is there anything that we can do to work, work something out? Not just like, Hey, give me a disc. Well, it was, it was <laughs> after we did a Well, but, you know, I probably just said that wrong, but it was after we we've had a few, you know, a few deals already, you know, we had gone there a few times. It wasn't necessarily the first time, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's the, um, too, so. <laughs> it's the same with small banks too. I've heard that when it comes to uh, take getting loans from small banks, they're like, oh yeah, take the money because you keep uh, doing great investments and uh, obviously, but you're paying your mortgages on time. With the uh, managing properties, how's that experience? Managing your own properties? Oh, you know, it's interesting. It's, I don't want to jinx myself. You know, we're in the middle of winter. It's supposed to be like two degrees tomorrow. Uh, we've been pretty mm-hmm. lucky as far as, you know, uh, managing has come. We, we, we use a couple different payment methods that make things easier. We... Uh, you know, I'm like, it's like she said, I'm pretty much the contact for the tenants. You know, if something's wrong, they reach, they contact me uh, and I'm, I'm on it as fast as I can. We built relationships with a couple handyman type people that we can just send over if we need to, uh, which has been, been nice. We have like an appliance person. We have a plumber that we got, you know, where it's like, okay, you know, it's going to get to the point where at least our, our goal is where we're just going to have a list and we'll give it to the tenants like these are the people you call for these certain things and we have a relationship with those people where they know if it's under x amount of dollars just do it if it's more you got to call me first yeah uh eventually down the road i think that's that's kind of what we're gonna be you know planning to do but i do like to have a a relationship with my tenants to the point where they know like i care about them where you know like i'm not just gonna leave them hanging because especially in times like this, that just gives them more reason to not pay. Um, so, but yeah, but for, it, it, it gets stressful at times, you know, when, when things happen and trying to coordinate it all. I mean, there's, it's no joke, you know, at our one place we had to do a furnace and then it was a, you know, a, the AC is the top floor unit. So they were, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like 90 degrees out. It's gotta be hundred degrees up in that unit. Like, so obviously right away, you know, I just had to get somebody over there and, probably paid more than I had to just because it was so quick. Uh, and then the plumb, like we had a plumbing situation. I mean, it, it happens. And and that's one thing, like we, we know that it's going to happen. You know, it's, it's not something that, you know, we're going to just fly, you know, and, and get through with, without a, some sort of problem, but we do our, our newer homes. We've been kind of doing complete almost renovations where, our CapEx is 
is probably less of a worry where they all have new appliances, new furnaces, new, all the stuff is brand dryer, new. Yeah, um, so we're hoping, you know, even if something does go wrong, you know, we have some sort of warranty backup just because it's a brand new product. Yes. We had an interesting situation too because we had some tenants moving in on March 15th and the day before we went into quarantine. So there was some talk of, oh, I know I'm not sure what to do. Schools are closed. We don't have childcare. We don't really have to pay, blah, blah, blah. And we literally went over there and we had tried to find, you know, the solution to their problem. We literally were looking for childcare for them and to see how we can help them out, you know. And I think that, like I said, I just think that being there for people and seeing that you're, you know, you care about them and, and you're there. They ended up figuring it out as we all did because this nobody had ever experienced. Oh my gosh, you guys, my dog is <laughs> our dog mm -hmm. is on the <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> but I think being being there for them, you know, and show and you know, just kind of showing them that you know we're we're all trying to figure this out. We're gonna help you. I mean, I literally even called my mom to see if she had any availability to watch watch their child because they were essential oh, wow. workers. And, uh, but, you know, we, we all made it work and we all figured it out. So, you know, sometimes you just, sometimes you just have to nurture almost like that relationship a little bit. And sometimes I wonder if it's a little bit too much, but we don't have, you know, like I said, you know, we don't have like this plethora of, you know, rental properties. We have some really good quality, like our properties. I mean, this last one that we, uh, or actually our appraisal for our refinance is tomorrow. Uh, but this last one was an $80,000 rehab. So, I mean, <laughs> there were like redoing yeah. these from the ground up almost. What are some things when, you, when it comes to the appraisers, what are some things that you've noticed is probably gives you your best bang for your buck uh, as far as rehabbing a home? Um, well, kitchens and baths. The things that you know they when they look at comparables they they when you give them like a high price comparable if, if you got a kitchen that's got brand new cabinets not painted you got nice countertops you got stainless steel and really nice appliances and the other one does then they're going to give you that same quality level as far as the price is concerned uh, obviously square footage plays a big role in it um but every property that we have ever rehabbed, we have either added a bedroom or a bathroom or both. So, you know, even one of our first ones was a three bed, two bath. We, we, we made it a three bed, three bath and essentially made it, made it a, a master bathroom in that one because they didn't have a master bath. Uh, you know, this, this last one we cut, we did, we did basically the same thing. It was it was really a two bedroom, one bath, and we made it into a three bedroom, two bath house awesome. and opened up walls. We do a lot of busting out. Yeah, yeah, walls. open floor, open floor plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that boosted the heck out of the ARV with that. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, that's the how right away at the beginning. How can we get this ARV to be where we want it? and. And if we can't, and we can't think of a way, then it's like, okay, well, maybe this isn't the deal for us. Uh, with this house, the one that we have appraisal for tomorrow, you know, we saw the value, we saw the potential. You know, we had to remove a staircase, put in a new staircase. It was, it was a big job. Yeah, but that was probably part of the reason why we got the house because the old owners built this tiny spiral staircase in the middle of the living room. Like it was, I could barely get my foot on one of the steps. It went, it was a spiral was staircase. Dangerous. <laughs> my kids loved it when we brought them over there. Yeah, so we, the first thing we had to do was like, okay, we have to relocate. It was, it was bright red too. Bright so, red. so random. Spiral staircase in the middle of the living room. <laughs> what, how old is that house? Interesting. I always thought yeah, like, they, that stairs is something hard to build. They, they, it was like a makeshift thing. Like there, there must have been, when, I, when we finally got into it, you could see where the stairs used to be. Uh, and I'm actually glad that they didn't keep them where they were because it probably would have been a bigger job for us. Um, but the spiral staircase was just ridiculous. 
we have Valencia downstairs, and I mean, this is you know in the Chicago suburbs. So really, to you, you wouldn't even be able to carry a laundry basket down. I mean, I could hardly go down there. I had to literally like hold on to the railings, and so I, I believe they had to go outside to get into the basement to do their laundry and. Winters are brutal here, so <laughs> we yes. just—it was crazy. But, but we ended up getting the house for a ridiculously low price because it was on the market for a little while, and no, I mean, there was no, but nobody was was wanting it, and it was in a hot location. So does winter yeah, slow down? Uh, does winter slow y'all down when it comes to rehabbing? Um. Really I think it motivates us to work harder. There's nothing you can't go outside. <laughs> it's so rough. Yeah, I mean, it's, we're looking forward to it. We have a closing on this next one in March. March 1st, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess we have a month of Yeesh, because like I was just actually talking about Chicago, like how like it's 32 degrees today down in Virginia. And so I actually went to boot camp in Great Lakes. And so I was just talking about how, like, yeah, like a good day was like zero degrees for us because I went to boot camp during the winter and I was like, I can only imagine um, like trying to con do contract contract to work outside, like when it's snowing, it's windy, like it goes straight to the bone out there. It's uh yeah, I mean, when it comes to, yeah, the exterior work for sure. I mean, this this new one that we have under contract, it will need either new siding or it needs to be painted because uh, it is made of wood. Is that, is that correct? Uh, but it needs new windows and probably new roofs. So I think that our, our Blaine's meeting with our contractor tomorrow to really look at that whole scope of work. And uh, But I think that part may slow us down a little bit, but there's still so much to do in the like interior of the house that I think we're going to be already. Yeah, I don't think it's going to slow us down. It's just going to be, you know, push back, but that. I mean, we'll do the inside first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And earlier, because we were saying some acronyms. Uh, so uh, ARV is after repair value for those that don't know. And then HELOC is home equity line of credit, uh, which you can always keep dipping in once you obviously don't use it all up. But these guys are so great. They still had 100 grand left in their home, even after taking out. <laughs> Uh, a certain amount. So, like I said, y'all really y'all done great burrs really to take out that much money and still have so much equity left over. And so, really, the epitome of uh, quality over quantity. I think y'all have touched on that pretty well. So, uh, please, for anybody that's listening, uh, when it comes to properties, I think a lot of people get caught up when they see people on these podcasts. Like, I got two hundred units in a year, right? A year and a half, and they get kind of caught up in that because that's the that's the goal. But maybe 10 is really all you need to be financially free and have a decent amount of cash flow or six or seven. It, it's market-based and your cash flow in your area works for y'all. And it is very possible to me for out here. It would be a stretch for me to get $500 on a single family home, but for multifamily, I can easily have a thousand dollars a month uh, on like a duplex or a uh, triplex out here. So it's kind of, uh, kind of market-based, quality right taking your time off market deals definitely you know y'all found that one that nobody was looking at so gems like that when it, uh when it has come to networking uh you said you do meetups what other what other um i guess for people that's listening what traits you think best attract people to y'all for y'all to be able to build a team around y'all I think it's very similar to to what attracts people to to your podcast because I think we just show people that we're just regular people. I mean, we are just you know normal people, you know, trying to you know do what we can, you know, to leave a legacy for and for our family to become financial financially free, in the sense of not necessarily because we don't like what we do, but more just to have more freedom to have with our family and our fitness and everything like that. But I think uh, I think we're just you know we're just real, and I the way that I approach networking, I think networking and and you know networking or marketing, I feel like they're just these like terms that are just thrown out there. But the truth is, is like you meet people and you say, hey, like I want to know more about you. Can I learn from you? Like I really liked how you did this. Like you're just genuine. You're, and then you know you try to provide as much. Um, 
you know, opportunity or, or you, you know, you, you help somebody out if, if they need it. Um, and you, you know, whenever, whenever like you can. And, you know, when I started the meetup, it was back, you know, I would say it was about six months ago and it was kind of a lot of rookie investors. And I was very honest with the fact of like, I, you know, we have a few properties we're just learning, let's learn from each other. Let's do it with this, you know, circle of people that are from like around our area. And it's been pretty awesome. And we've, we've had, um, you know, different guests that have been on bigger pockets have been guest speakers for me. So it's just been growing. And now I'm not even sure, like, do we wanna, I didn't really necessarily wanna expand out of our Chicagoland circle, but now I'm, I don't know. I sometimes I'm questioning it because it's just kind of people are asking from out of state. They're trying to join in. So it's been it's been exciting and it's been fun. And we just, you know, we just learn from each other. And I think one of the big things, too, is if anybody is out there like thinking about maybe I should start a podcast or maybe I should have a meetup or whatever. I think the big thing, too, is like you're kind of in the spotlight because there's people that are going to show up, you know, every time but usually it's like every other time or most of the time or whatever, but you're there every time. And, you know, when we kind of started it, I think we had about three or three properties at the time. And, uh, you know, they were big cash flowing properties, but it wasn't anything crazy. And, uh, and, you know, I was honest, but then it was like, oh my gosh, like, so then, you know, you meet people in a couple of weeks. So, Hey guys, what's going on with you, Lillian Blaine, like what has happened? And now that had motivated us, like, Oh man, yeah. like we, you know, we need to yeah. kind of show them that, you know, we're we're doing something. I know. Accountability partners. Yes. Yes, a hundred percent. And then you just learn so much too. Like even like even like, you know, hey, you can get a really good discount at the store or you know, whatever, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, and then hard money lender was some, you know, like I'm connected with someone and connected us with a hard money lender and he kind of vouched for us and I was you know it, and it was so easy it was just so easy the whole application process it was like okay you guys you know I mean it was a thorough application process I'm not going to say you know it was a lot of paperwork you know but it was kind of yeah. like once all the paperwork was done they were like you guys are good you know so so it, I think that that is another important part yeah, because this is a people business. And that's one thing I've learned. Uh, I think some people focus on the numbers and and maybe that's when it comes to being a team, you can have that one person that just focuses on the numbers because networking is not their thing at all. Like I'm not the best at networking at all, but I love calculating a deal. I like looking at, uh, you know, cost, uh, cost comparisons and stuff like that. Amir is great at reaching out to people, communicating with individuals and getting discounts. I never asked for a discount. It never comes to my mind until she's like, well, ask for a discount. And you know, we're military. So she's like, ask for a military discount. Like I never even think about that. Uh, so it's definitely, that's why I asked that question earlier. You know, how did y'all find out y'all roles? Because that was something her and I had to figure out in the beginning. Okay, who's good at what, right? So I like dealing with the property managers. I'm, I like dealing with the tenants. I'm, I'm, a, little, I'm a bit more patient uh, with them. You know what I'm saying? Because She'll be like, yo, no. And I'll try to kind of work with them uh, because I don't know. I, I don't know. I try to I try to be have the, the humane side of it. But then sometimes I know I have a tendency to be so nice. I get taken advantage of. And so she kind of levels me out like, yo, no, they're taking advantage of you. You need to do this. Uh, and then, you know, when it comes to also, I'm I'm good at I'll do handiwork, but I do not know how to put colors together. That's her. She's great at putting colors together. I could not tell you how to decorate and paint or what colors to put in a room. Couldn't tell you, but I'll lift it up. Uh, <laughs> so uh, with that, uh, where can everybody find y'all? Uh, Instagrams, uh, Facebooks, website. Yeah, I'm uh, on Instagram. I'm Realtor Blaine, B-L-A-I-N-E. And uh, on Facebook, I'm Blaine Kosak or at Blaine Sells Real Estate. Uh, Lily, you have one too. I do, but I am a little bit more uh, private with the real estate business. But you're welcome to find me. I believe my Instagram is Lily Kosek One. I think I don't know. I'm not on there as much. 
I am on Facebook, but I'm kind of hard to find just because I am a, a teacher and I kind of try to not oh, have yeah, students yeah, yeah, find yeah. me. So uh, my Facebook is Lily K, K-A-Y, but uh, sometimes if, even if you find me, I think it's hard to befriend me or something, but I'm on so many different uh, investor groups, like it just floods my whole Facebook is, you know, and then I post a lot there. So I do a lot through that, but, but as far as kind of posting publicly, I just try to avoid, you know, Oh, I completely understand. Yeah. My my father, my father's a teacher and he, uh, he's been teaching in this area for the last 20 years. And so he runs into uh, his students all the time. And he's talked about that. Like, yeah, cause he's on social media, but he keeps that distance until like, they're like adults. And then he's like, oh, well, I know that face. I taught you like in 2003. Uh, so yeah, I, I completely understand. Uh, <laughs> but anybody can reach out um, to me via email, Lily, L-I-L-Y, Kosek, K-O-S-E-K at Gmail. That would probably be much awesome. easier. <laughs> or through Blaine, because Blaine's kind of all over the social media. And that's another role difference too, is he, he, he posts a lot with the pictures and I think that doesn't I don't necessarily need to because I'm in like half of them maybe not half I'm in like a quarter maybe there's more yeah social media presence but he posts a lot about our rehabs and stuff yeah because it motivates others it it motivates others social media presence is like is now a thing you know uh that is the way to get people to know what you're doing you know nobody's really looking in the phone book anymore uh everything's like everything's uh they want to see pictures they want to see hashtags they want to see progress and uh having a balance of being like okay we have to be making sure we're doing something and then also make sure you're not filling yourself over the brim uh, i think is also a good balance and i think y'all have stayed true to what y'all are capable of and what y'all values are whether it's family and when it comes to real estate it's very clear and i think that's also what attracts people to y'all is the being genuine and know that it's not what you're not trying to copy another template. You get information from podcasts and books, but y'all are doing something that is true and unique to your family's needs and values. So I, I do like that a lot. And that's what, if anything's trying to copy, that's what somebody should try to copy. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you very I much. And so what would you consider uh, like your rich state of mind? What gets y'all up into where y'all can average four hours of sleep and keep going? Because it's, it's more than just, uh, I just want to do this. It's got to be something in here uh, that gets y'all going every day like that. Yeah, I mean, obviously we want to prepare for, you know, our future, our kids too, making sure that they have everything that they'll need in the future. But it's just, uh, you know, time, you know, not being, you know, constricted to certain things and being able to kind of control our own time. And I feel like the more that we can scale and focus on cash flow and building wealth, the more freedom we will have to control our time the way we want to, to be able to be with our kids, go to their games, go to the recitals or whatever it is that they're doing, and then still be able to do the things that we love, you know, like I'm a musician and, and, you know, doing different things that, we love to do we're also very active um i ran the chicago marathon last year and you know i what we both kind of you know work out so we do a lot of stuff outside and i think these um brutal winters here are you know we were our next goal for hopefully within three months is to buy a a short-term rental in florida so then we can Airbnb it most of the year, but just block out, you know, certain weekends and dates and things like that and travel with the kids there yes. so that, you know, we, lo- I mean, we traveled so much before we had children, then we had children and I mean, which was fine and great, but, uh, but now, you know, I think that they're a little bit older and we've been so busy. That's kind of been a little bit on the back burner. So we're ready to, you know, to take them kind of all over and, and just, you know, live that kind of life of um, being flexible and putting our family and our health first. So, first. you know, being active. Yeah. Because I, I can't I go outside and go for a run and I don't like that <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, that was why we, um, so I'm big on uh, fitness as well. We, we really, Amir is a yoga person. I like to run and lift weights and stuff. 
And uh, so we bought a tonal because, you know, we weren't allowed military. We're not allowed to go anywhere, uh, not even to outside gyms, um, even though some a lot of people have opened up their facilities. So we bought the tonal, mm-hmm. the mirror uh, workout machine. And like that's kind of been keeping us active indoors as much as possible. And then she'll watch YouTube on she'll watch YouTube for the yoga. And then like tonal has uh, yoga as well. So we just try to get creative to where we can maximize the time because I hated we have a gym. I work on a ship in the Navy. So we have a gym there, but the water is also too cold. And so, but it also takes more time to go drive over there, work out, and then come go to work. So it was way more time effective, like just go downstairs, work out, come up, take a shower, and then go to work. And I think as you get busy and busier, you're trying to find more ways to be more time efficient. And so even though just consider an investment, people may be like, oh, I don't want to spend a thousand dollars to do X, Y, and Z, but you make more money actually by investing in something that saves you time. So you can work on the things that make you more money and time with your family as well. So I really appreciate uh, you, Blaine and Lily, for uh, taking the time. I think y'all really gave the family essence to this episode. And I think people needed to hear that you can grind and spend time with family. And that's very important. And um, I can relate to being a teacher and I want to actually get my real estate uh, license in a few months. Uh, so I can't wait for that uh, in the Virginia area. So thank you all. Awesome. I really appreciate y'all. Thank you for having us. And uh, thank you so much for your service too. And uh, Thank you. Appreciate that.